Hello and welcome back to Complexity Unpacked with Professor G. This is our ninth episode in the Ethics Unpacked series. And today we're going to look at deontological theory. So deontology is derived from the Greek word deon, meaning duty. So actions that obey one's duty would be considered ethical, while actions that don't follow one's duty would be considered unethical. This ethical theory is most closely associated with German philosopher Immanuel Kant. Living by principles that spring from your, from your rational nature is a powerful way to live an ethical life, is what Kant would argue. He connects the importance of principles to the faculty of reason and examines how reason itself is seen as important. And that's because he connects it directly to the concept of freedom, which I'll come back to in a little bit. So a deontologist requires people to follow universal principles that we give to ourselves, right? And they have to distinguish. Now, if you're giving the principle to yourself and you're following it, it sounds an awful like a lot like a rule. But Immanuel Kant would argue that there's a difference between rules and principles. So for him, a set of guidelines imposed on you by external authorities, right? One that you were following out of fear of punishment or anticipation of reward. Well, that would be a rule, right? Because it was put on you by somebody else. By comparison, a principle would be laws you apply to yourself. And he says having a small number of foundational principles can be better than having a lot of very specific ones. So principles as laws you personally accept and commit to following. And the way he would explain that is that it is a fundamental part of your identity. It is a principle that makes you who you are. That's what differentiates it from a rule. And these principles, they must be logically consistent, right? So they can't have contradictions in them. You have to follow them because they make sense. And generally, he would argue that they should be applicable to all people in all circumstances. So he rejected divine command and consequentialism as lacking the necessary requirements for ethical behavior. The focus for Kantian ethics is practical reason, which means basically rationality. He believed the ability to use reason was what defined a person. And ethics was about living a life guided by reason. So from this, he derives a conception of personhood, right? So personhood, he would argue, creates a range of rights and obligations, something that is fundamental and equally applicable to every person in every sort of situation. This dignity, he argues, prevents us from acting in certain ways, either towards other people or towards ourselves. Kant argues that we may never treat a person merely as a means to an end. So he's putting a tremendous amount of emphasis on reason and acting based on reason, acting with principle. So not doing things for reward or punishment, but because you're motivated and you're driven because it is part of who you are, right? That's that equivalent of saying, I did it because it was the right thing to do, rather than I did it because it was my job to do it, or because I was expected to do it. So Kant saw uh, natural habits 
and motivations and desires of human beings sort of as normal, right? It wasn't that he didn't, that he only valued rationality. The basic urges that humans react to in order to survive and reproduce, he believed were largely hardwired and therefore everyone followed them as a natural rule of natural law, right? Kant believed that the habit of following your urges without thinking about them was really acting from inclination. And for him, he did not think that acting from inclination was wrong. He just didn't think it was particularly important, right? Or impressive for that matter. In fact, according to him, if you're not in control, then nature is. And the acts you do lack any ethical value because they're naturally driven. They don't, they lack reasoning. So a duty, as explained by Immanuel Kant, was principles given by practical reason. And Kant believed that reasons gave people the ability to step back and reflect. And, it, and rationality provided the source of motivation to act solely on the basis of that which is right. You know, so that, like as I've, I've said several times now, doing something because it is merely the right thing to do. And he would argue that human reason allows people to rise above a natural deterministic law. So, coming back to that idea of freedom earlier, he would connect ethics and freedom, right? And he would say that they are connected concepts because freedom is a necessary condition of behaving ethically. In fact, he would argue you cannot be praiseworthy for something that you are forced to do. And an ethical standard has to be based on your ability to freely choose to do something. Now, he called that autonomy, right? And autonomy to him, is an integral part of being ethical. So it is not ethics if you just do it. It's not ethical if you just do it because it's your job, right? You can't be forced to do something ethical. You might still do it because it's a rule, but that doesn't make you a principled person. And that means your actions are not ethical in his, you know, in his conception. Now, Kant's ethics are not the only type of deontology. Right? Any system involving a clear set of rules is a form of deontology. It's also normally called or sometimes called rule-based ethics, which he would probably take offense to, especially given he differentiated between rules and principles. So he'd probably prefer principle-based ethics. But the basic structure is that rules that guide behavior you know, fall under the deontological or duty-based category of ethical theories. So focusing on a person's intentions was his primary driver, right? Immanuel Kant's. And it also places an ethics entirely within a person's control. He would argue predicting or controlling the outcomes of actions is often completely out of the control of the actor. But generally, being in control of your intentions, well, that one's always possible. So keep in mind, I have tried to strip away some of the more complicated terminology, like his categorical imperative. And I, I tried to give you a basic overview of, you know, deontological ethics as presented by Immanuel Kant. But if you're looking for references, there's a lot of great reading material. It is a little complex. The categorical imperative, if you've heard that term, basically means the principled action you must do in every category of life, in every situation. And it's one that is applicable to all people. So it is 
the most imperative action in every single category. But overall, if you've gotten this far, you've got a general working idea of what he was talking about. And that serves for our purposes in understanding, or at least having a starting point for understanding deontological ethics. Thank you.